0: And we're joined today with Marsha Martin. Hey, Marsha. Hi, happy to be here. So glad to have you here. I need to share with you guys about her. She's amazing. She is a a spiritual transformation coach and a respected authority in the heart healing field. Marsha helps spiritual seekers take charge of their lives and reprogram their subconscious minds so they're able to move from despair to empowerment. If you've ever felt like you don't know how to make things better or that you have no idea what to do next, then I've got news for you. She has been in those dark places. She has begged to be rescued from her misery, and she's found herself falling even deeper into the darkness. Oh my gosh, Marsha, I can relate to you. (laughs) I feel like (laughs) I'm reading my story. It was your story. What a shock it was to discover that she had gotten it all wrong. Everything she was telling herself and practicing in her daily life was leading her further and further from her desired goals. The harder she tried, the more debt she accumulated, the less she spent, the more the bills piled up, and she was lost, overwhelmed, and frustrated until she learned to listen to the angels. And if you've tried everything and you still aren't getting the results you desire, then she encourages you to join her and discover how to receive help from the angels by clearing and healing your heart. Welcome and hello. This is a thriving intuitive podcast, formerly known as Unlock Your Destiny. I am your host, Raven Scott, a certified meditation teacher author and destiny coach. Over the past decade, Raven Scott has first exited an abusive relationship, then found her healing and renewal through the very tools she shares in this book. This incredibly relatable story is a healing guide that weaves a story of an empath growing up, struggling with codependency, and loving a narcissist. It guides you in transforming yourself from low self-esteem, PTSD, emotional abuse, to a strong, confident, and renewed soul. Plus, It includes a bonus chapter on the basic overview of human design, your soul's unique blueprint. Grab your copy of this book on sale today, available on Amazon now. Ah, so beautiful. Thank you for that.
1: Welcome.
0: Tell us more about how we can heal our heart and listen to the angels so that we can soar.
1: Well I think the thing that was most difficult for me when I was beginning is that I wanted to be uplifted. I wanted to hear encouraging things. I wanted to feel like I was I was worthy, you know, there was something good about me. But because everything that I was receiving, I was first putting through my own filter. Instead, you could have said to me, oh, you look lovely today. And I would have heard, well, you look lovely today, but yesterday you looked really ugly. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the thing that I didn't realize. Everything was being processed through all of this pain and trauma. And so the more that I allowed the, the noise, that I had accumulated to run my life, the further I got from being able to live a really heart-centered life and really listen to that voice of encouragement and love. It was just so far away from me. My conversation with myself never revolved around wow you're really amazing look how far you've come or what you've done it was always okay so you accomplish that goal but you know you've got 10 others that are waiting and it was so debilitating and then it did not allow me to do anything that would move myself forward i could help others I actually felt obligated to help others. If I wasn't helping them, that was another way I was failing. So I could, had to help others, but I couldn't accept that help for myself Mm -hmm. because all of this garbage pile kept telling me and reminding me, well, you're not worthy of receiving help. Look Mm -hmm. at all the things that you haven't done. And so I had to get to the point of, just nowhere left to go
0: are you feeling a strong pull towards community and spirituality well that is why jessica schiller silverman of the alive podcast and myself raven scott have created a sacred space for hope and healing your heart to lead life with love We truly want every single soul to know that they are supported and empowered in their soul's journey. You are unique and are here for a particular reason. So we've created this collective. We've just divinely ca- came up with the name within two minutes, um, the Soul Collective on Patreon, and we're really here to align your divine flow. This membership is here for you, and we draw tarot cards and share intuition and wisdom that you need to hear in that moment. We hold a quiet space for your meditations and spiritual connections, and we upload exclusive content. And you you gain early access to all our amazing guests and podcasts that we both create from the Raven Scott Girl Talk Show, the Thriving Intuitive Podcast, and from the Alive Podcast. We join together and share what's on our hearts and teach wisdom from from our hearts to yours to nourish it during these trying times. And we host live Q&As on anything spiritual, tarot, human design, or moonbeam related. So I hope that you can join us. Uh, Head on over to Patreon and find us at Soul Collective, the number nine. And we have three tiers for you. It's really simple. We have the maiden, the mother, and the guardian. Head on over, check it out, and join our membership today.
1: Before I finally said, okay, <laughs> I guess I don't know what I'm doing here. I guess I don't have all the answers and maybe I can just sit still and see if I can start really hearing God. Maybe somebody or something will help me out of this place that is so painful. Mm -hmm. And it was (laughs) not a quick fix for me. (laughs) It was so much falling off the path, getting started, beginning to feel better, and then being dragged back down by this weight that I hadn't cleared And so when I finally got to the place where I was willing to listen and really willing to put the time in, you know, I had played around with it for years and years and years, but it was finally, okay, I'm completely dedicated to this. I'm not going to turn away. I'm not going to put the book down because it says something I don't like. I'm not going to skip a few days that become a few weeks that become a few months that become a few years. I'm really going to figure out what's going on, why I can't move forward and what I need to do to fix it. And once I went into my meditative state with that mindset, it opened the door. I consider the energy of the Christ consciousness to be represented by Jesus because I grew up in a Christian household. Mm -hmm. But it was that energy, that presence, that overwhelming love and acceptance Mm -hmm. that finally got me to the place where I could stop saying what's wrong And start saying, okay, I think there are a few things right that I can (laughs) grow, that I can be happy about, that I can focus upon. And I don't need to pick apart all of these little things. And then as I stopped focusing on it, it was easier to release it. Then Jesus led me into the idea of how you can actually release this judgment and shame and blame and guilt and fear and all of these things that I had compounded and really had been worshiping without recognizing it. You know, that was my God. Fear was my God. Oh, Lord, what's going to happen today? It wasn't ever I'm so grateful for today. It was what thing that I don't want is going to happen that's going to really cause me to be running to catch up? You know, Mm. how, how am I going to deal with this thing? Or how am I going to get through yesterday's disaster today? Do I even want to wake up? Not really, because now I have to face the fact that I've got this ongoing, stream of stuff that I don't like. Yeah. Oh gosh. Thriving intuitives.
0: If you if you resonate and you can relate to that, you know, fear driving you, just reply uh in the notes and comment below fear. That's I think that's something that can really drive a lot of us. And what I'm hearing um from your story is that you are embracing the fear and resisting the success or the gratitude. And so the bills kept piling The agony emotionally continued to go further and further. And is it correct that you changing your mindset, like flipping the narrative in your head is what um, allowed you to have a breakthrough as well?
1: Well, it was, I had been trying to flip the narrative in my head for a while. It wasn't until I started on this garbage pile Mm -hmm. and started really examining what I was allowing to run my life that I got this to change. And they showed me that the heart is more powerful than the mind. The heart has its own Heart Math Institute calls it the heart brain. The heart has its own sort of reasoning ability and it feeds the subconscious mind. And if we look at it just purely objectively, instead of, oh my gosh, why is this happening? We see the heart's job is to protect. It is as in a as a physical organ, its job is to provide the life for the body, the oxygenated blood, the right. everything gets fed by the heart. So its energetic work is to protect us, to feed us information that it believes is helping us deal with our life circumstance. But unfortunately, as children we will absorb whatever we are around. And I believe it was, it might be Stone, I forget his first name. Oh, well, <laughs> sorry about that. There is a quote in a book I'm in the middle of, well, have written the first draft of my dissertation for my PhD program. And so mm-hmm. I've got all of these quotes floating around in my head. But one of the most amazing was if a child hears one negative statement, Mm -hmm. it takes nine Mm -hmm. positive statements to undo that damage. Mm -hmm. Well, most children don't hear even one positive statement. They hear a compounding accumulation of negative statements, not because most parents are evil, but because most parents don't understand that Correcting what's wrong just reinforces the wrong. And if they praised what was right, they would be reinforcing what's right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's constant correction, 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 correction. And that builds up in the heart so that the heart is overrun with negativity and limiting beliefs and everything that, isn't possible. You know, it's protecting you so you don't get hurt again. And then when you do experience a hurt, it stores that too and it says, "Okay, now we are going to be on alert." So we're going to give this to the subconscious and because we all spend most of our time unaware rather than in a mindful state, the subconscious is pretty much running the show. So the heart is saying, "Okay, you were hurt. Oh, we don't like that." Don't worry. We'll hold on to that hurt for you. We're going to store it over here. And when the time comes that you're going to interact with that situation, we'll make sure you're on alert. You will freeze. You will flee. Here comes the trigger. Mm -hmm. Yes. You will do something (laughs) completely inappropriate and you Mm -hmm. won't do anything mindful that will help you actually heal this circumstance and be able to move beyond it. Mm -hmm. So we spend all of our lives running from the triggers and never feeling comfortable enough or safe enough to stop and say, why am I running? Yeah, What is this thing that I am running from and why does it have so much power? And that's what finally, when I had nowhere further to go in my downward. No more more space for running. (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of like, okay, there are walls all around. Maybe I just need to sit here and figure this out. Greatest thing that could have ever happened is because then I had to, because I had to, and I'm a very stubborn at times, I was determined that I was going to. Mm-hmm. And that that's really what led me into, okay, what's going on? I can't change my mind. My mind is just like a hamster wheel. It just keeps going. And no matter how many affirmations I say, it's like the next, the second I am not paying attention, I am right back where I was. I'm not making any progress Mm. and that's when I realized okay something else is doing the work this this thing that I I I get
0: in your body in your heart how does uh, the listeners are probably on their edge of their seats wondering how do you tap into your heart then how do you get out of your brain
1: and into your heart You know, the angels taught me, they have taught me over the years, so many incredible techniques. But I think it's so important that you understand that this is not gonna work if you try to go just you, you Mm -hmm. cut off from the energetic realm. This space of the heart is where you connect with God. We all have this connection, no exceptions, no matter what you have said or done in your life. The degree that you are connected can change. So the more that you ignore that connection, the smaller it becomes, the more that you pay attention to it, the larger it becomes. So over the years, it's become easier and easier for me to to begin. But when I begin, I probably have this much left. And it's just but you cannot go into this sacred space with your mind or your own presence, you need to bring the unconditional love of God. And I believe that can only be represented through the Christ consciousness. So whatever form that takes for you, you've got to go into the heart, recognizing that that presence will meet you there. And let that energy do the work for you. If you try to go in with your own mind, you're going to go in oh, yeah, it's really, you're really a mess. I knew it. Mm -hmm. You're going to go in with your own condemnation and judgment. If you Mm -hmm. let yourself move into this space, which is only unconditional love and acceptance, Mm -hmm. you will begin to relax. You'll be able to see, oh, my gosh, I'm holding on to this Incident from 30 years ago when Mary said something mean, maybe I can just let go of it. And because you're in this womb like experience of unconditional love and acceptance, Mary's mean comment is not mm-hmm. affecting you. You can see it for what it is. You see that you're making a big deal out of nothing and you can just release it. And then, because you are working with the energetic realm, then they bring in other helpers. You're never alone, mm. and that's I think was the hardest thing for me was always feeling alone up until this point, mm. just not feeling that I could rely on anyone outside of myself. So mistake compounded, you know, trust, <laughs> the big big trust issues. <laughs> yeah, so you know, just compounding the mistakes because. Mm can't do it alone we're not designed to do it alone okay yeah and when we keep doing it alone we can only run it through our own filter Mm -hmm. so oh I made a mistake oh my gosh I have to correct the mistake okay now I'm going to make 20 more out of the panic of I need to correct it and I'm getting further away when I go into the heart and I allow myself to interact with this presence I'm not thinking about all the mistakes I've made. Now I'm just relaxing in that love and acceptance. And I am allowing them to show me these things that are holding me in a dysfunctional pattern. Mm -hmm. And then they bring in all of the angelic helpers, ascended masters, anybody that you'll need to make it easier. Because each one of them, all of the angels have their own specialization, just like we do here on Earth. You know, we have doctors and we have lawyers and we have those of us who, like you and I, who, who do more alternative things and teachers. And well, they also have specializations. So they will help you by bringing in their strength and making it easier. It completely takes you out of that place of, well, figure it out on your own. You know, (laughs) you're all alone and, you know, I hope you know how to do this To Don't worry, because this being, this energetic source of wisdom is here to help you. And they know everything about this particular issue, why you would be in that place and what you need to do in order to release it and how you can repair it. And the feeling of being partnered with an unconditionally loving being is just beyond words. There are times for Enlightened World Network, I'll often lead meditations. And there are times in those meditations, if they've asked me, they, when I say they, it's my energetic helpers, Mm -hmm. they have asked me to lead a meditation with. A certain energy, and I remember the first time I did Mother Mary, I just <laughs> wept oh. because it was so beautiful. The energy could not be contained within this physical being, and it was just like the most beautiful music in the world. I'm sorry, <laughs> oh. because oh. I couldn't. be she's here now, yeah. and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just so unbelievable to be able to interact with these beings that just love you and want to see you succeed. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think I love the most about this is it's not they have to help you and they're just slaves to all of our problems. (laughs) They are also hierarchical beings. So just as we want to ascend, they want to ascend. They have the goal of Becoming closer to God. They they also want unity with God. So as they help you, they get to ascend just as we get to ascend. So helping us helps them. And off asking them for help and res- being willing to receive it gives them that opportunity that they wouldn't have if we wouldn't receive. Mm. So it's a perfect symbiotic partnership
0: that sounds interesting and I have a question for you um how it seems a little contradictory there and i and I want to just kind of uh, ask a question for my listeners if they are unconditionally loving us yet they still have a goal of ascending to be in divine presence and I also believe that we there is no like hierarchy of all of our energies are all of our higher selves have a state of where we've evolved, but we're all one in consciousness. Yeah. So how, how does their, uh, ascending, how do, I feel like that's contradictory? How can you explain further their ascension versus them unconditionally loving us?
1: They are beings of God. They have no ego. So they automatically are unconditional in their love and acceptance. Okay. However, we are all, every one of us, every being that exists wants to have a greater opportunity to be one with God. To You know, God is the allness and the rest of us are just drops in the ocean of that which is God. So you know, perhaps they're looking to be three drops instead of one, (laughs) you know, they are, they are extending their presence, but since they have no ego that is driving them, they have no desire to be anything but loving. So they can accept us because they don't know anything else, but they are looking for the fullness of God. Okay. Okay.
0: Got it. Yeah, that makes a little bit more sense that they're just doing their work to be giving and receiving. And that's what happens when you are putting out your light, you're amplifying it and you're giving and you're receiving, you know, tenfold in abundance.
1: Yes, yes. yes. And that's the beautiful thing is whether we are doing this work in our human bodies or in our energetic state, there is always the giving and receiving. Yeah, And then
0: abundance, just speaking of that, um, you had posted something on Facebook that said abundance that you want is just out of reach. Can you expand
1: upon that? Yes, because again, it's that limiting belief. It's that idea that you don't deserve it or you cannot receive it. And so you begin creating for yourself this, false narrative that says, well, I want this, but God doesn't want me to have it, or I'm not worthy of receiving it, or I'm not smart enough. You start putting conditions on it Mm -hmm. instead of just saying, if I have a desire, I'm going to respect the fact that this desire is coming from within And God is within, therefore God is giving me the desire. And anything that God shares with me as a desire, I can achieve as long as I am not disconnecting and moving it further away by harboring thoughts of lack and negativity and limitation. So, you know, often I have found myself... Oh, if only I was, no, Mm -hmm. I already have everything I need. I just need to acknowledge that and be consistent in my application of whatever effort I'm putting forth. And let's be clear that effort is not always action. Effort may be just being in alignment with that desire, holding that image Mm -hmm. and being open to what action should be taken it's not always running on the treadmill trying to work harder Mm. but in order to receive we do have to hold a consistent vibration we can't be oh yes no yeah it's it ends up getting you you know it's the circle
0: and it's a practice right it's a daily practice so if you're really struggling with accepting and understanding that you deserve abundance because we all do I what I'm finding is it's a daily practice right daily gratitude daily um abundance prayer uh, mantra you know what have you has helped me and I'm sure you have other tools that That has helped you with your abundance attraction.
1: Absolutely. But the most important thing for me has always been when I put my focus on the heart Mm -hmm. and I make sure that I constantly am checking to see, have I picked up because I'm not paying attention? some limiting belief am i starting to spout or walk in line with something that is not serving my highest good i am really very vigilant about checking what's going on here because from here then i am automatically this this lines up it, for me my mind takes all of its guidance from the heart if i'm mm-hmm. my heart is feeling good It's automatic to be grateful. It's automatic to see the abundance. It's automatic to be so excited about what's coming next. If the heart starts getting heavy, then I slide back to my pre-past programming, which is, oh, should I be looking around for something that I need to fix? Um, Something that might go wrong. And it takes me out of that place of flow. Yeah, I can feel after all these years, I can, it's like a switch. I'm like, uh uh-oh, I'm over here. (laughs) Isn't that good? (laughs) I'm not, (laughs) things aren't flowing. (laughs) And I got to get back here where I'm like, okay. Oh, take that breath, get back in the heart. What's going on? Mm that I felt that I needed to step over into worry or anxiety.
0: It sounds very much what I'm hearing is that you're tuning into your body and letting, especially your heart specifically, but in the general terms, your intuition comes from your body, your your heart or your gut, and you let that govern your thoughts.
1: Yes. And I can't say that I am conscious all of the time. You know, I spend just as much time rolling around in space of other than being present. I am working on trying to be present, but I, I find myself drifting off into other places. But what has really been impactful for me is I realize now when I drift off, I'm having this really fabulous conversation with the angels about Wow. It smells so amazing. Thank you so much for these beautiful flowers that smell so great. Mm. Look at all of these trees. It, it generally happens when I'm out walking. Yeah. But if I am working or on something, the I might something may trigger me and I'll say, "Oh, you know, I'm going to see that person on Thursday. That's my I have my session with them on Thursday." And I know exactly what we need to work on in order to get past this. So I find that my mind is not drifting over to what's wrong. It is, look at this beauty, look at this solution, look at this opportunity. And so Mm -hmm. that it makes it so much easier because I don't have to be the police of the brain. You know, it's it's like... (laughs) Where do we go? Oh, we just went to solve that problem that because we really need to clear out whatever is going on so mm. person X can move along. So it's been a very liberating way of living. Mm-hmm. And because it is so free, I often say the journey of the heart takes you first to empowerment. Mm-hmm. So you you know, you've got to get out of look what is happening to me and into, oh, look what I have created. Take some responsibility for where you are. And that's that first phase, giving yourself, allowing yourself to become empowered and responsible for where you are. Then you begin transforming. Suddenly, when you take responsibility, you recognize, oh wait, if I got myself into this, I can get myself out (laughs) and you start doing Mm. things that will move you in a more positive direction. And because you're doing that, your life begins transforming. You begin seeing the physical result of all Mm. of this energetic work that you've done until you finally get to this place of freedom where you're just like, Wow, life is really amazing. Yeah. And I just kind of have to be happy and along for the ride. I love it. Yeah, it
0: sounds very much uh, just
1: reiterating what you said that we have
0: control over our journey and our healing process. And that's beautiful. That is all the time we have for today. Stay tuned for tomorrow. I really want to hear about when you started talking to the angels and interacting with them so that's i'm so excited to hear about that but uh, all you thriving intuitive listeners stay tuned for that tomorrow thank you so much for listening today and we'll see you tomorrow as magical as a spiritual community is There are also practical ways to grow so you can gain confidence in your talents and strategy to shine your unique light into the world. Sign up today to the Thriving Intuitive Membership to evolve and get your game plan from the Walk in Your Purpose Masterclass.